the thing is like we have uh, always struggled to to like uh, write a record which is like 30 minutes long mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like all the songs we have we have 11 new songs on this record with uh, two re-release tracks we have like 13 songs it's barely 30 minutes you know <laughs> yeah that, that's hardcore so like, fashion though you know you know it's a real absolutely. hardcore album when you see the tracks yeah. and one's like one minute the longest one's like yeah. three minutes it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah punches you in and out <laughs> Today we are joined with Belgian German hardcore legend Patty of the band Nasty. If you're listening to this interview the day it drops, tonight at midnight, Nasty will be releasing their brand new album, Heartbreak Criminals, which absolutely crushes. It's brought to you by Century Media Records, and you can check that everywhere. The Spotify, the iTunes, they got music videos for their singles. And today we have a very pleasant talk with Patty about the making of this record, what this band means to him in his heart, a little bit of the emotions of releasing their prior record over the pandemic when they couldn't play shows, what it was like to come back, the craziness of their live shows, and he leaves us with some advice for new and aspiring bands. But here we go, let's get nasty. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Great, man. Very nice to okay. meet you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm on a festival right now, working for for a band today in here in Germany, and I'm uh, stuck in a super nice backstage area where, because the internet connection is the best in here. Oh, that's amazing, <laughs> man! Uh, what what is this it's, festival you're at? Uh it's a uh, called Rocco del Schlacco. Okay. <laughs> Uh, don't uh, ask me to repeat that. Uh, I don't know if I can pronounce that, but that's amazing. Is it yeah. is it like a metal and hardcore thing, or is it something else? Uh, it's alternative. Okay, that's that's so sick, man. And uh, yeah. I'm actually so stoked uh, to spend some time with you today. Um, I've no yeah, thanks for having me again. <laughs> yeah, anytime, anytime. Um, I know you guys been doing your thing for a while as uh, nasty, but I am very new to it. And okay. being a fan of metal and hardcore since I was a teenager, I'm like just thinking like, have I been under a rock or something? Because this got <laughs> sent to me as like a press release, and I can't stop listening to the new one. And even went back to oh. Menace and like was nice. jamming that this morning with my coffee and everything. And just I don't know, there's just something so. Uh, raw and authentic about just like here's the style of music and it's almost celebrates like everything i enjoy about hardcore and uh yeah it's just it's just awesome that's good to hear that's good to hear man (laughs) i'm really happy to hear that yeah again like um i said the word authentic and i noticed Mm -hmm. like sometimes like i'm listening to some newer bands and not to hate on them or anything but sometimes i i hear like bands like trying to have an angry sound but the mm-hmm. vibe isn't there. But when I listen to Nasty and like the latest album, it just feels there's something that's so raw about it. It just makes me want to like punch a hole in the wall. Type of <laughs> I kind of just want to know where does that ca- come from, that, that raw, authentic aggression? Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, we had this. Uh style of music we we would try to do like uh, on every record no we, we try to improve the brutalness on every record so i think we achieved something new on this one especially um mm-hmm. and yeah we like it raw we like like it heavy and uh 
that's uh, what we're trying to uh, present to the people. It's um, rowdy and it's hard, and that's that's uh, how we present the music at, at the end. You know, it's like how oh, we like it. Yeah, it you know, is. Sometimes uh, when, we, when, when we sit down in the studio and try to write a new songs, we're like, gotta do like this. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, but it's heavy. You know? <laughs> yeah, and um, it's gotta be thrilling. Uh, writing a guitar riff that's absolutely crushing, and then bringing it to a live crowd and actually like. Like what's? <laughs> I guess my question is, what's what does it feel like to write a riff and then w just see everybody just start beating the shit out of each other and thinking, oh, I made that in my room or like in that's, the studio. Uh, that, or that's a very very good feeling, actually. Um, yeah. You know, it's like I feel I feel very good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even um, I think it's really cool too. Um, because even from where you are in the the world um i don't usually like think of hardcore music like i'm usually like mm -hmm. when it comes to to heavier stuff uh my brain goes to like maybe like a power metal or like like black metal type of stuff too mm -hmm. and i kind of want to know like where you guys kind of got influenced to make this uh i guess western style of music and also like is there a scene out that way that uh, i'm not privy to or uh, yes, like um, especially in the area we are we are um, coming from, we have a very constant and uh, pretty yeah we have a good good scene like hardcore scene and everything, especially in Belgium and Western Germany was pretty present and um, all all the known hardcore bands have toured especially these areas and um, mm -hmm. yeah the scene is around for like twenty plus years already so. And we evolved out of this a little bit. What were like some of the stuff that uh, kind of like inspired you to want to make hardcore music? Mm -hmm. I was uh, very early um, already into into hard music. I was not never that that punk kid. I was always mm -hmm. listening to like I I remember back then uh, it was like Pantera and I like the first band I was um, listening to. Uh, like hardcore was what Hatebreed, for example. Mm -hmm. So you know, I was like, I, I I love I love the hard way, and uh, I am like, if you listen to some of the riffs I do, we do whatever, uh, you might be influenced by Slipknot as well, you know. Yeah. So I'm a big big Slipknot fan. Like back in the days, was like going crazy with Slipknot shirts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's so cool. Even uh, I noticed you're wearing a dying fetus shirt, and now yeah, like, I do. <laughs> the the crushing of the riffs I hear in Nasty and seeing you wear that, it all makes sense now. Because to me, they're like the kings of like that. Yeah, absolutely. We did a tour with them uh, in February this year. We did a whole European tour with uh, Dying Fetus. Oh, amazing! How how that how that goes? Yes. You know, it's like like the mix mix uh, of like being you know the things like being on the road with such a legendary band was amazing for us. And also the turnouts and all, um, the outcome of like every show and the feedback and whatever we got out of this was incredibly good. So like we're very happy to do it or to to be able to do it like this. It was like uh, the music we do is not specifically uh, just metal base, whatever you know. So to know what what what, what kind of uh, metalheads attend at a like Peter show, uh, you know, mm -hmm. just staying there, just headbanging and having a good time, you know, and then. Uh, for crazy maniacs jump on stage and uh, do their hardcore stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 
I, I love the mix and I know that Dying Fetus especially does the same in the US and uh, we're very happy to be a part of this uh, in, in Europe as well, you know, so. Yeah, that's great. Even like, um, I guess like some people would categorize you guys in like different genres, but at the end of the day, it's like, uh, it's, it's just heavy music too. And I think it's like very important Absolutely, for yeah. bands to have uh, those crossovers. And even it Absolutely, was yeah. interesting, uh, this month I went to see a rock show, but uh, the rap group Cypress Hill opened for them. Oh, it nice. Didn't, it didn't look <laughs> like they belonged on paper, but when you saw it live, you can see like, the crossovers of both their sides of people makes, getting into the other sense. bands and yeah it makes sense you know over, over here especially in europe we have like all these big festivals going on and we have um like hip-hop mix with crossover metal and whatever on, mm -hmm. on, on you know it's like they play the same festivals and everything and uh people dig it that's awesome you know it's like why why uh if you if you're like into metal why shouldn't you listen to hip-hop or whatever you know mm-hmm yeah, and speaking of live music too, I've seen some videos of uh both you guys in like smaller rooms and bigger festivals too. And mm -hmm. uh, I know like at these hardcore shows, like sometimes the small rooms, like maybe in front of like 20, 30 people get the craziest. I don't know if it's just con yeah. condensed like energy, but uh, what's, mm -hmm. what's kind of like your vibe of like playing both from like the small gritty rooms to the bigger festivals is there one that you prefer or anything like that uh i wouldn't say i prefer this or this um yeah. you know the thing is like playing a festival um you you can you can get the attention of way more people you know because it's like uh you're not you know that we're not the only band on a festival because like all mixed up obviously or like i said before um we can like get the attention of more people like a smaller show is uh people just come out to see us for example or the whole package is, uh, which is attending at the club show and um it is more it is you have the closer connection to people on a on a, on a club show you know and uh, mm -hmm. we love it love rowdy rowdy crazy shows you know it's like people on stage diving doing running into the guitars and whatever and uh that's we we love the power and the energy which uh which we can get out of the people on shows like this also on festivals if you can you know so you can just manage to control all the people it's it's amazing it's great yeah so cool and um is there like something so I, I would, yeah it's a it's, okay. for me it's like a 50 50 thing i love both so, mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's very cool is is there like a standout thing in mind uh when you're playing a show of something that's just absolutely crazy, like maybe the craziest things you, you've seen at a nasty show? The craziest thing? Uh, we had really crazy show, shows in, in Asia, especially. We, we did a China tour a couple of years ago. We didn't know what to expect. And uh, I remember like playing the first couple of, couple of songs on somewhere in China. People were like not into that music at all because they, the only thing they knew was like I don't know, so maybe some metal and punk <laughs> rock music, but they never heard uh, a band like us, and they were like, uh, "Cool!" <laughs> like after, after three or four songs, they were like going crazy on stage and stuff like that. It was insane. So like the like the like the switch the people took uh, after a couple of songs was was very very nice to see. That's and, gotta be. Yeah, I mean. 
Yeah, that's got to be such an amazing feeling where at the beginning, maybe you're set, you're like, oh, I don't know about this. They're not really feeling it. And then just to have yeah. that flip on its head, it's, it's like, yeah, wow. It's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. yes, like we, um, like as soon as we step on stage, we're like, oh, everyone's like just clicking and uh, we just keep going. And uh, there's no performance, no nothing. We just uh, go crazy and uh, um, we try it. You know, it's like, try to this is like a like a pressure release for us obviously and still is was back then and it still is like this uh when we were mm-hmm. on stage and yeah yeah i think that's a that attests like big to the type of energy you guys project as well too because even like real shit like this it's pretty early for me i woke up to do this interview i had a coffee and then i put on your music and i'm like i don't even think i need the coffee you know like i'm ready to just flip my desk right now it's fucking awesome that's good that's i like i like to hear that <laughs> yeah if they uh take a quote from me for the the new album that would be is makes you want to flip your fucking desk or something <laughs> or you don't need we coffee don't, or... we don't need no i don't need coffee yeah, yeah just nasty. And, that's, 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 and that's uh um the thing is like uh like all the people who don't know us who just know the records and all the songs we release and see the videos or whatever i want the people to see us live you know, so like if there's like any chance to see us live, it's a whole different thing, so a whole different level to like uh, get to know the band and um, to, to catch all the energy. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? That's so true. And even like, um, I feel like hardcore is best live. Um, there's a a lot of hardcore records that. Uh, maybe I heard a single or whatever. And then when I saw the band live, I'm like, Oh my God, I get it. And every time they yeah, come to yeah. town, like the energy is almost like a drug where like, mm. like for example, just every time uh, a cannibal corpse or a hate breed comes to town, like I didn't used to listen to their singles all the time or records when I was younger, but after mm-hmm. I saw them, like every time they're in the city, I'm there just cause I want that feeling. And it's, I think yeah, what's absolutely I think what's great about you guys though it's um something within your sound it when I'm listening to it like with a, g- a good pair of headphones just really cranked mm-hmm. it feels like I'm in a pit at the show like there's just something about the production or something I don't yeah, know it, but it just hits me real I, hard I know I know what you mean I have to I had to like when I first had the master record in my hands and I was listening to it on a full blast on my headphones whatever I was okay. Yes, this is pretty much the exact sound and everything we have on stage when we play live, and this is what I want to like provide to the people. You know, you know, it's like you know how, how you can you can produce like a clean record and everything, but I think like all oh, record, especially this one, is very rowdy and raw. You know, and that's what I like. Yeah, it's great. No auto tune, no uh, no like little no samples or anything. You're, no, you no. can just play it the same way, and I I, I respect that a lot, man. And for, and for me, uh, like the like the best, um, how do you say? Uh, w- when I jump into my car and listen to to music, I have mm-hmm. like all of my settings. You know, it's like the way I like to hear it. And every time I just put on the new record, it's on a whole different like volume level. Also, it's like okay, I have to turn it down a little bit. You know, it's- <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so so hard actually it's, that's what i like <laughs> yeah it's just like a wall of like getting punched in the face in the best way it's like <laughs> yeah, i don't know what it way. is but i noticed like 
even like through my journey of almost doing interviews for 10 years, every time I meet somebody who's like in a metal band or a director of the horror, horror movie, they always seem mm. like the nicest people. And even like right now, like I'm getting such like a happy <laughs> vibe off you. It's almost like, um, can you speak a bit about like how this music's been a release to your life? Cause I truly believe um, people who do this kind of stuff. Uh, that's where they put out that maybe that, negative energy to the point where yes. when you have a casual conversation with them you kind of feel like this warm vibe off them you know mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's like we we had a pretty rough time uh because of covid mm -hmm. especially with the band you know we're like uh, especially germany was crazy with all this because um everything stopped and we're like pretty much we're, we're not living out of the band but you know, it was a big part of, of everything and it stopped for yeah. like two or three years. And I think you can hear all the angriness and all the bullshit which was going on in the lyrics, not especially in the music we do. And um, yeah, there are like personal songs on this one. We're talking about love. We're talking about, you know, there's a one song which is called uh, Nobody Cares. And if you, if you, if you think deep enough, that's that's true you know it's like no one gives a fuck about you if it comes to something like you know mm -hmm. being stopped by authorities not to do what, what you like you know what you love you know and we the band uh is around for like 20 years already and uh we we're forced to stop and it was you know we had to stop sorry mm -hmm. and that's that's the worst actually what could happen to us because every time we step on stage it is like like i said it's a pressure release for us and we're not able to do it and we're like how do we call it like cage dogs like angry dogs we couldn't yeah. get out you know and uh, we had no no outcome or nothing and uh, yeah like uh, a piece of you's missing type of thing absolutely yeah you know this was a, this, it, it was always a big part we like we toured so much. We were playing so many, so so many shows, and stopped like this, you know, from 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 today on, and uh, could do it like we did before, and uh, and just with, what what came along with all this was like, I don't know how how what's the what's the right word for it. It's, it might be like identity crisis, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you were so, someone to someone, you know, the people were like. Uh, listening to you, they were like checking you out. You had with the conversation at shows on on wherever you've been, and this was gone. Yeah, especially time. you telling me uh, how passionate you are about the live show itself. Like mm -hmm. I could imagine, even like there was that unknown time during the pandemic where we're like, we don't know if we can do this again. And I've talked to many other yeah. artists too, and it's just uh, almost like having that time, even as that downtime as bad and uncertain it was now they kind of mm -hmm. have this extra fire that in perspective Absolutely. that yeah this can be taken away from me and it's almost like a uh, little extra anytime. energy yeah no one actually knows what's gonna happen next you know i think we have to live live all this to the fullest and that's what we do you know the, the we stopped we stopped playing because we were like uh, releasing the last record of the Menace One, and it came out in 2020, obviously during all this Corona bullshit. And um, so we we're not able, we we're not able to present the music to all the people. You know, we couldn't tour, we couldn't play shows, we couldn't do anything about. It. So the record is pretty much dead. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a, it was a good release for us. Uh, it was for us the best release so far, and uh, we couldn't present it to the people because 
you release a record, you tour, you tour, you tour, you do this, you do this, play show, you play festivals and everything. Everything was scheduled, but everything was gone from now on. And um, yeah, we had we were able to play a couple of shows. And first time we stepped on stage was two years after we finished playing the last show. And the first time we were jumping on stage was like, everyone was crying or playing guitar like oh man like crying while playing it was very emotional and crazy yeah it was a crazy roller coaster on especially on this on this first show then yeah on stage yeah wow well yeah i'm i'm glad you guys are back in action uh definitely if you guys tour canada i'm gonna be there (laughs) no i would love to come over Oh, definitely, we did we did uh, America already a couple of times, but uh, I did them for for different reasons now for a long time now. But we may, it might work in a, in a new future. So yeah, yeah, definitely um, to to US and Canada as well. Yeah, yeah where I'm at uh, in Toronto, there's a big metal hardcore following same with uh, a little bit uh, ways away montreal and then on the other side of uh, vancouver mm-hmm. really big metal cities too and i'm sure like with your band's legacy too there's uh there's people who are familiar with you guys who would be dying That's, to see you I and mean, go nuts we are we are friends with uh get the shot they i think they come they are from quebec or something like that i think quebec maybe i don't know and also combat kid you know and uh oh amazing so uh we toured with them over here already, and they always tell us to come over to do to do a tour with them in Canada, especially. And like, yeah, we have to work it out somehow. <laughs> yeah, someday. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll happen, and I'll be there going nuts. <laughs> You'll yes. see me jump off the stage and be like, "Hey, that's a guy yeah. who interviewed me." <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, but, but no coffee before that. Yeah, no, no, too much. <laughs> I'll have a heart yeah, attack. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's it's so cool and um even um yeah just listening to the record too and like i mentioned at the beginning of the interview too like uh just having that vibe of like just some type of authentic anger and frustration is kind of cool to kind of even as tragic as the pandemic was like kind of hear like what you pulled from that too and there was an interview i did um a week ago where i was talking to another artist and we were just kind of saying like it's a gift and a curse for an artist like sometimes like the biggest pain makes the best song or the best comedy bits or whatever like writing you do or anything and it's just uh it's like um almost like the superpower of uh an artist where you can take something tragic and turn it to something beautiful where you can present people can connect to you you can make money off of it a career like it's it's such a wild journey and uh everything absolutely yeah yeah but you know it's like all, all the songs we uh we have on this new record there's like nothing planned about it at all we just yeah. went into the studio it's like i didn't work out anything at home so everything we did on for this record we did all everything in the studio so we did pre-production and then recorded all the songs straight away and so i had no time to think about any riffs at home so everything happened in the studio and it's always like a mood thing you know so we have to do like this you know they have an idea let's do it like this and blah 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 you know so especially maddie and me were like into into songwriting and i have a great part partner with andy who was uh who was recording mixing everything and yeah yeah very cool and yeah even uh i noticed with the new record as well too uh you guys kind of take a nod to uh your past with the last two tracks as well um 
with the re-recording yes. uh declaring war and chaos mm-hmm. and uh i i went back and let, yep. tried to find like the original recordings and everything too just to but um what kind of inspired you guys to kind of bring um the band almost in a full circle way and end the album with those uh those tracks um you know the, the main thing before that we were already we were already thinking about uh re-releasing old stuff you know it's like doing like a your personal best of and we record all the all that stuff um, because like all the people who get to know the band now they don't listen to the old stuff like most of people don't you know that they, they know the last two records or something like that but they don't know like the early early stuff but uh especially those two songs we play them live for a million years now and i think it's it's a it's uh if we can present it like this again to the people they might get into the older stuff again just because of listening to this you know yeah it's, it, it no no it's a mission accomplished like i mentioned i'm new to you guys and i was like oh these yeah. are old tracks and they're bangers and I even like how the album ends with just that fucking breakdown i'm like oh man yeah. it's it mission accomplished <laughs> where i want to go back and like listen to your whole library now and 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 things like we have uh always struggled to to like uh write a record which is like 30 minutes long mm-hmm <laughs> you know, it's like all the songs we have. We have eleven new songs on this record with uh, two re-release tracks. We have like thirteen songs, and we—it's barely thirty minutes. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's hardcore so like, fashion, though. You know, you know, it's a real absolutely. hardcore album when you see the tracks, yeah. and one's like one minute. The longest one's like yeah. three minutes. It's just like yeah, yeah, punches you in and out, but, like type of thing. <laughs> For us, it's like the perfect length for, for, for a song, so uh, we don't have to like uh, um, bore the shit out of people because uh, we want to play one riff, one riff 14 million times more on uh, one song, so we just try to keep it straight and simple and easy, you know? It's like, it's better to have the people listen to, to it more time, like, hey, what the fuck was going on there? So we just have to listen uh, again, and uh, yeah, I think this way it's better. I yeah like it's it. so like it's it. so cool and um yeah even like today i'm gonna go back and like uh listen to your early stuff i think it is such a cool strategy to almost as you guys are getting more attention with big like being on a bigger label to re-release mm-hmm. some of those gems and uh a friend of mine she makes uh folk music and uh she ended up getting mm-hmm. signed to like a big label and uh she did the same thing with this one track that just all our friends loved it's like nobody really heard it and it was actually like the first song she ever wrote and she's like i don't know like and then re-recorded it and it's turned out to be like her biggest song (laughs) she's like oh what the fuck yeah it's crazy (laughs) my goal is uh this way as well yeah 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 that'd be so cool yeah yeah, those, <laughs> like how the album ends with those two older songs, um, absolute bangers, and it just kind of fits in. Like, uh, like if I didn't yeah. like read your press release, I wouldn't have known and just <laughs> assume they were just all together with the vibe of how uh, Heartbreak Criminal is is kind of like put together. I mean, it's like the the, the ending of the of the record itself with uh, the last song, uh, "Christopher Rose." It's perfect for me. But you know, just to have like two more additional songs, it's uh, yeah, the encore, I guess. guess. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the encore. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's awesome. And um, just uh, as a final question, um, I mentioned like Mm -hmm. a lot of like different 
creatives himself listen to these interview segments and uh just um with you like in a rising like hardcore band and everything um would you have any like general advice for somebody or like a band who is doing this and maybe just kind of doing shows on their own and wanting to take a step into making a life or a career out of this things like um you have to keep going you know it's like i know there are bands who are around who were not even sure at all you know we were like had the chance to grow in a in a very straight straight up way we didn't have the chance we were like steadily going up and play we were, you know it's like it, it took some time to be on to come to this position where we're at right now mm-hmm. um being signed by a great label and playing like all this big festival over here touring worldwide obviously um and it takes some time you have to sometimes you have to eat shit, but you have to keep going you know <laughs> yeah and, and um you know it, it is it is exhausting and it might be painful and it might be expensive or whatever but the turnout is awesome if you come to this situation it's, it's possible to to achieve um this position mm-hmm. and yeah yeah th- yeah thanks well said and uh i'm glad you guys kept going through the ups and downs uh there's um there's something i really um admire about just i guess the tenacity and almost like uh i'm sure you guys had that feeling that you were doing something special and you can't give up no matter if you're playing in front of five people (laughs) or fifty thousand in a festival like you know and uh it's something um that's just real and i feel like meant to be like i said it it is like the band and all the stuff we do is it's like very very big part of, of our life so uh, everything what we do, we try to do like to live it to the fullest, and um, especially like the last couple of years, it just reminded us to do so. And yeah, yeah, amazing, Patty. We try well, to provide all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I want to I want to thank you for taking the time for uh, for talking to me this morning. It's so cool to like discover a band and then immediately talk to them and just kind of uh pick your brain on like all the stuff i appreciate man and like i said if you guys are in canada i will be there i will be in the pit throwing down and everything (laughs) throwing down coffees yeah (laughs) full circle man hope you guys enjoyed that interview with patty he kind of proves this theory i have um that people who make really really heavy music are the sweetest and nicest folks and you guys are going to get another example of that in a couple episodes for my 200th episode when i have a death metal legend on so stay tuned for that and like we mentioned nasty is releasing their new album heartbreak criminals i got an early listen to that and it's a must listen if you're into some heavy shit. And like we mentioned, it's under 30 minutes. So you're going to put it on and you're going to play it over and over again like I did. I promise you. And before we go, like always, we got to thank all you legends on the Patreon page. First up, Mike Carniello with the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. The wonderful Jenny Potter. The legend Devin McBride. Ryan frickin' Campbell. My favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, a.k.a. my mom. If you want to support the show, get a shout out at the end of it and get all these episodes raw, uncut, early. Right when I'm done the Zoom call, I just go over there and post it. 
go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance it's only four bucks a month and beyond supporting the show you can go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw uncut independent media and nobody can take that away from you you hear me appreciate you guys listening to this if this is your first time listening whether you're on the spotify youtube itunes google play all that give it a like a follow a subscribe whatever keeps you in the loop of these episodes and i will catch you next time cheer